Death Watch. Welcome back to Cradle of the World, the Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 campaign by Death Watch Productions. We'll pick back up with our heroes as they sit in the storeroom of the House of the Heroes at the behest of the silver-haired old man, whom all of them have had encounters with in the past. He told them that what he needed to tell them was very important. First, let's introduce our heroes, starting with Chris. Hi, I'm Chris. I'm playing Casimir, Hero of the Rock, and uh, I don't got anything uh, quirky to say. I'm Travis, playing Graham, the Hero of the Sea, and it's with much trepidation that I look on with this strange man in his, what is it, cage of birds? Mm-hmm. Just wondering where he's going to drop us out next time after this conversation is over. He's just going to put us back where he took us from. Right. <laughs> and I'm, Rohan, I'm Justin, playing Rohan, Hero of the Sky, and I really don't like this old man after him tossing me into the realm of the sky. <laughs> It's not a good trust time. building. No. Yeah, yeah. 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 random bunch of you to another plane is not good trust building. And I'm John playing Fenrith, Hero of the Flame, and I can't wait to see where he casts us next. <laughs> mm. Okay, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, that's where you find yourselves then. You um, settled in that room, and he looks at each of you in turn. And his silver eyes seem to bore into your soul. And he says, there are enemies all around now, and you have never been in more danger. The forces of this emperor will stop at nothing to see your people enslaved or eradicated. That is not your only problem. To the west, the dragons have awoken. And there are many factions, but the strongest of them means to put an end to you as soon as possible, lest your meddling hamper any more of their plan. Fenrith, your god, is not fully healed, and the material plane is still but a faded shadow, and so is my own power. Until the world has been made whole, our strength is limited. I have done what I can, and for a time, the forces from the west will be held at bay. Even so... Some small number of them might be able to push through. Your enemies know that Coralon's strength is drawn from his children, and lacking means to destroy him, they will settle for destroying his people. And he pauses there to let that sink in. And then he looks to you, Casimir, and he says, Coralon is not the only god of the elven people. And the others must be awoken. And then it's... As he's talking to you, his voice sort of takes a, a, an odd quality to it. Um, like his voice gets deeper and it rumbles more and you start um, listening to that. And some of the words start to get lost and you feel your eyes getting heavy, you know, and uh, you feel your head drooping forward a little bit. Uh, and he... Um, he continues to talk, but you're not hearing words anymore. Now you're seeing, you know, visions. But uh, in that vision, it's like two separate pictures, what he's telling you and the vision you've already seen of that massive uh, flame-haired dwarf uh, master swordsman. Mm -hmm. um, that's like a separate picture in your mind that uh, moves toward the picture that he is putting in your mind until they become one and you get that same strong pull to the west uh, that you've had before 
that there's something to the west between here and the rock cliffs that is pulling on you. And so as he continues talking and you're not hearing words anymore, you um, you get these flashes, of images through your mind of a, a doorway, uh, a cavern, a stairway, and a path down. You don't see any particular danger, but you get the overwhelming feeling of danger um, and the sense that something of the utmost importance is taking place there or will take place. And that's all, you know, flashing through your mind. And so you get the uh, vague general sense of a location not too far from uh, one of your camp sites when you and your companions initially traveled that direction. Because the land between here and the rock cliffs is just hills, rocky hills and boulders. So um, it's the little strip of land between the, the cliff edge that drops down to the beach on one side, on the south, and then on the north, the, the part that drops down into the bowl okay. forest. Um, you get that sense that there's something of there, something around there of the utmost importance. Um, and then you guys are watching. It doesn't seem like he's talking to Casimir. It seems like he's talking to you. And so you sort of start to experience the same uh, sensation where your eyelids get heavy and you start to, your head starts to drop forward a little bit. And his words cease being words and begin to be more of a, a bass rumble that's flashing images in your mind. But uh, for you, Rohan, um, you see that forest again, a massive forest um, that stretches on seemingly forever to the north, uh, far past where the island used to end. But that's not where your attention is drawn. Your attention is drawn uh, much closer to home around the area where you had scouted those enemies previously, earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. And this old man continues to speak with you, but what you're getting from this is the, um, the absolute certainty that these enemies will uh, embark on a campaign of genocide against your people. They'll, uh, they literally, in your mind, you're certain they'll kill every single elf they can find if the, if the elves won't bow to their emperor. And, um, that's where your attention is drawn that, um, you get not an order from him, but a sense that seems to come from your own mind that, um, somebody's going to have to slow him down. Okay. And then Fenrith, uh, the same thing is happening for you, except the images you keep seeing are um, the elven people in the village of Cradle um, holding, uh, basically defending themselves from a siege. So in your vision, you can see uh, enemies of various sorts. They all just sort of take on the, the form of unrecognizable shadows, but they're attacking cradle and specifically their intention is to destroy the temple of Coralon. And so the same for you. It's not like you're given an order here. You just feel like, you know, it's your job to defend the, the village and none of you get any sense whatsoever of what the others are experiencing here. You, this is your own, um, 
you have no idea what's being said, if anything, to your companions. But um, but Fenrith, you get the absolute certain knowledge that um, you're going to have to lead the defense of the village. And uh, uh, Graham, you're getting a a separate message here, and that um, sort of that your job is to defend the village, but the um, but the threats coming from the water, and you're the most uniquely suited um, to stop that particular threat. So you get this sense of flying over the water to the south, and then suddenly a plunge and uh, down through the darkness, and then quick flashes of you know flashing steel, blood, explosions, and uh, the last thing you see is um, mechanical enemies marching right up out of the ocean onto the beach. So this is all happening, and all of you are in this state where you're not aware of the passage of time, but then um, the old man claps and you know, you guys blink your eyes and you look and you can tell through the window that not much time seems to have passed unless you manage to do this for 24 hours and mm. come all the way around to the next day. But the uh, the old man looks at you and says that um, he says, I have some sway over dragons. And then now you all get the same vision. And this is um, enemies scaling those cliffs to the west on the other side of the rock cliffs there because when you guys had flown back and when you'd gone there to begin with you know you get to the end of where your island used to you know where your island used to end and then there's just a massive drop off down to the the rocky wastelands that stretched off to the west and now you're seeing this vision of enemies scaling those and they don't have like definable shapes you can't like zoom in and see well that is a this or that's a that you just get the the overwhelming sense of um that they're of their desire to destroy you and your people and you see the massive shadows of uh, dragons flying overhead um, and so what you gain from that is the assuredness that there are forces there trying to get through but something is holding them back and uh then once again, you regain full control of your faculties, and uh, he's sit- sitting there looking at you. And the the path before us doesn't seem as clear as before, as I, my first my first instinct is going to be to stay and and help you know, our people uh, protect the town. But I mean, if if that vision's in parting that we have to leave, did it at least give us some insight into which, which direction we go? Do we continue on with taking, um, yeah, I can't remember what his name is. The, the, the dude from the emperor's land home. Mudsway. Yeah. Mudsway. No, he's on his own. <laughs> I mean, do we, do we challenge the, the emperor? I mean, that kind of seems like the same as, as staying here. Honestly, it's the same fight. Although I think that it would defeat the purpose of leaving to fight him, even if we succeed and come back to find nothing but ashes of our village. As what I'm going to ask the old man, what uh, what path are we supposed to take? Um, well, he's 
what I, he says, what I have shown you is the, is the immediate danger. So fortify the town for now, and then dragons are supposed to be held off for a bit. Did he say anything to us about resurrecting uh, the other gods, or was it just Casimir? Yeah, you didn't hear that. You heard okay. only what I, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it sounds like we need to we need to get the town ready to to defend itself while we're gone, and then hope that uh, that he's going to be able to control those dragons while we. I'm not sure yet. Well, so what he's saying is that you have these uh, enemies, these human and mechanical enemies. They're gonna attack, and the dragons want to as well. But he can hold them back, so you have a chance. He's he's doing that to give you a chance to defend Cradle from these other enemies who are going to attack very very soon. Oh, okay, okay, that makes more sense. All right, so we need to prepare the town then, and then hopefully we'll survive. Could I point to uh, the spot I'm being drawn on a map now? Close enough? Mm -hmm. Do we have one? I think we've discussed this before. Yeah. It'd probably be an old one, right? It is an old one, but I can uh, share one with you, and I'll put a marker on it here. Yeah, I suppose when Casimir does that, uh, Graham would probably pipe in and point to at least the direction that he's being called to. And I'll mention the uh, enemies in the forest to the north. Although I'll say that uh, there are protectors of the forest that may take their invasion as a a threat and fight on our behalf against them, especially with them cutting down trees and destroying the forest around them. So you see that, Mark? The one on the south part? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's where you're getting it. All right, so yeah, I'll roll out a map, or set it on a table nearby, or something like that, and some place some stuff on it to hold it open. And I'll say, um, I'm being drawn to this point. Hmm. I I do not know why. And I'll look at the old man. <laughs> um, but do I feel that this is more pressing than anything else? Yeah. Yes. As like. You you feel it so strongly that it's difficult for you to not just set off right now. Okay. Is that the same sensation we're all getting from our individual? Yeah. I mean, like for you, you've got like, you find yourself constantly looking to the south. Like, yeah. Um, you know, the, the overwhelming sense that enemies could come from there at any time. Right. Yeah. I same mean- for you, Rohan. And Fenrith, you too. You're like... In your mind, you're looking at the uh, the perimeter of the whole village and all of the different places enemies could come from. And they could be, it feels to you like they could be already almost here. So you've got wow. sort of that that um, the real antsy feeling about it. Uh, it seems like we each are going to have our own tasks in this. I, I, don't, I don't necessarily feel drawn to that spot if you would like me to accompany you i will not uh i'll not abandon you but i also need to make sure that the town's able to defend itself it's very against important. this new threat it's very important uh if if cradle is is sacked and raised and its people destroyed uh your god disappears um i don't know if he got any of that 
in his visions? Or was it him that got it and I didn't? Well, that was from what he said mm. to everybody that, okay. um, you know, lacking a way to kill Coralon directly, they decided to kill all the people that worship him. And but when you're when you guys are discussing this, the old man he does stand up and he grabs his lantern birdcage and he says, "Nobody can help Casimir. This is uh, a challenge he must face alone." Well, then it's settled. He's going to meet his father. I understand. <laughs> and then he says, "I've given you what help I can. I wish I could do more. I have I have faith in you." Have I ever got his name? No, no, nobody's ever gotten his name. Uh, thank yeah, you. I don't think he's ever given it. Um, what do we call you? Oh, just friend will do. Very well, friend. <laughs> no uh, crazy teleporting this time, friend? No, no. This time your legs will have to do. And then he begins whistling a tune, and he leaves the house. Stab me in the back, Graham. <laughs> well, what is wrong with you, Rohan? Well, he turned his back on you. That should be an automatic... <laughs> provoking of, of your well your attack as uh like i said is i'm i won't abandon anybody who who requests help but well i think as, what he said i think to... we have our duties to attend to and with that right. i'll stand up and start heading out actually um it i need to go find uh i guess a map maker uh for the village itself if we don't have a new one with the additions already on there okay I don't think that we've really had time for anyone to map it, right? Yeah, I mean... I've been mapping everywhere we go, Yeah, so, so I guess you're in the presence of our only cartographer that's probably seen <laughs> most of this new stuff. Well, I'm I'm talking about the village itself. Right, as, yeah. Has anybody I mean, in the village that we left here, or that's part of the town, mapped this yet? Well, yeah, I mean, you can go look and see if anybody has. It's not likely, but... Uh, okay. Well, I'm, I don't want to take uh, Rohan away from his duty as well. As, and the the earlier we can stop this invasion, whether it's in the forest or on the beaches, then the better off we'll, we'll all be. Agreed. So I'll I'll make my own crude map <laughs> with uh, stick figure trees, houses, and people. Is that what they look like after the uh, emperors invade? <laughs> Probably. Ding, ding. All right, looks like it's time to start getting some supplies together real quick. All right, what would you like to do, Graham? <clears throat> I'm going to gather up a few bits of food and uh, saddle up Gyre and start circling around to the south over the ocean. Okay. Just wondering how literal I'm supposed to take the vision, fly my bird into the sea, or was that me diving? Was it me diving, or was it actually diving with... No, a rock. I felt just like you. Okay. Is uh, his destination close to where I was circling earlier? Or is it a different... Uh... Yeah, it's not actually very far from where you saw those people and those constructs going down to the yeah. depths. <laughs> oh, I see. I gotta go put a hole in their subterranean base. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It'll be real fun if they don't have, like, uh, depth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to grab uh, maybe about a week's worth of rations. Okay. And put them in the bag of holding. Okay. And then I will follow Graham. I'll make, uh, I'll saddle up uh, Riven. He still, or she still might be saddled. Uh, and give 
whoever's around a goodbye. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, you guys get to work on that. And so what I'll need you to do for sure, all of you, is make sure that your inventory is proper because you won't oh, be yeah. together anymore. So I guess I might need to get some stuff out of the bag of holding. Yeah. Like I think Rohan's got a lot of stuff in a bag of holding, but no bag of holding in his inventory. Yep. Mm. So, um, make sure you guys get that straightened out. Uh, um, does anybody, I've, we've got a bunch of potions and scrolls. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah, so you have to get that. And, um, just like basic rations and dirt, a lot of dirt. <laughs> so I'll, I'll probably take that dirt though. Is that way I can start building some, uh, some, golem. yeah, earthen, uh, earthen walls. Because there's uh, two cure moderate wounds, one cure serious wounds in the bag of holding. Does anybody want to take those? Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll take whatever ones they don't want because I don't have any means of healing. I also have listed a figurine of wondrous power, Silver Raven. That probably goes to Justin. Or, sorry, Rohan. Sure. Well, isn't that, uh, isn't that the Raven? Or... I is that not no? The raven? I think the raven was silver, and it it there did it, there wasn't like a artifact to it. It just was okay. And then that that's the the actual uh that's a different item that we picked up later. The raven that you oh. got, All I right. think. I think that's yeah. how it worked, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I got some scrolls. So grabbing that rope of climbing out of the bag of holding that I think you were carrying, Fenrith. Okay. As, uh looks like we can use it to send commands to each other, uh, whoever whoever uses it or takes it. So are, can we put those... As, uh, before everybody leaves, actually, I need to give you all uh, uh, like a coin or just a token, basically, and uh, a command word. So you can so that, find our corpses? No, it's uh, it'll recall you back to me. Or I can use it to recall or to call to you or to uh, teleport to you. All right. It was one of the spells that I had prepared um, last time before everything went to hell. All right. So, Rohan, what are you doing? So, I'm just grabbing my blanket and bedroll. That's about all I can take before I go over my light load. Um, and then heading out to the forest. I was going to use. Tempest to get out their ways and then have them drop well, me off near the edge. Do you want to take the bag of holding? I mean, I don't need to carry it. I can't dude. carry it oh, okay. and still still stay under my light load. Is that the same with Graham? Yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, but before I go, I'm going to go say goodbye to my mother. Okay. Um, tell her that I may not return. Start a panic in the town. Goodbye, mother. I may not return this time. I have a scroll of disguised self. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Travis, do you want that? Uh, no, that's okay. Okay. Thank you. Well, I guess I... Also got another persistent image. Reduced person. Can we drag those into the uh, party tab? The stuff we're trading? Or yeah, I think so. I uh, guess top that it one? can't be a coin. Yeah. It has to be something you can break. We got a bunch of uh, glass vials, probably. Yeah, I think both me and you are potion makers. So that's true. 
But yeah, there's a so you'll break it, speak a command word, um, make the command word uh, save me, and then it'll teleport you back to my abode, which is my room. In case you're wondering, he's locked the door in his room from the outside. His room is in those catacombs beneath that temple they built. Mm-hmm. He ain't fooling no one. Okay, no, I'm kidding. No. Can't take my long spoon thieves tools. They're two more pounds and I got to take some food with me, seems like. Yeah, that's my my one bonus <laughs> is that I can forage in the forest. Well, I guess I can too, just maybe not. I also well. have a scroll of circles of death. It is like spearing a fish. <laughs> You're uh, using blood tooth to sneak attack a fish as it swims by. I also have a scroll circle of death. Let's see what that mm. does. That I, it's above yeah. my pay grade. Mm. right now, but you might be able to cast it. Was that, John? I going to say, there's some scrolls we have in here, too. Break Enchantment, which is basically uh, almost like a dispel. Mm. Uh, Command Undead, four Cure Critical Wound scrolls. Uh, flare, Polar Ray, and Prayer. All right, let's see. Circle of Death. We can let's see if that worked. That worked. So, yeah, I'm dragging some of these into the uh, party. How do you do that? Uh, you click on the little colored in gray box and just drag it into the party sheet. Yeah, you know, what is it? Where's the party sheet? You know where that is? Um, it's on the... next to the combat tracker. Okay. It says, uh, you know, the combat tracker icon. Yep. Yeah, it says party sheet. And then you just drag the stuff. I'm dragging it into the top one. Detect magic. I don't know how much of that Travis has, so that might be a good one. Disguise self. Nope, oh, come on. Can you not change the amount of them? Oh, no, it automatically takes it down by one. Okay, I see. You might be able to... Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. Uh, it, it takes it down by one in my inventory and puts it up by one every time I drag and drop it. All right. I don't know what that summon monster scroll 2 is. I don't know if it's divine or arcane. Does it say on the... Uh-oh. Fantasy Grounds is freezing. Yeah, it's just getting overworked. She's a good workhorse. Uh, come on. I'm going to keep one of those scrolls of cure critical. Yeah, like it's one of those like uh, Justin or, well, I don't know. What what cure are you up to? Cure moderate. I stopped going up when I started doing wizard levels. I'm looking at how to cast. Uh, I guess I might as well take this guy's self. Thank you, Chris. Yeah. Uh, cast scroll over level not fifth edition all right it looks like you might be able to use those scrolls no problem so you just have to have a cure spell well he has to have it on his list oh gotcha it's just then he's got to uh meet the uh well it's gotta be the correct type in his case divine uh i Uh, there's two uh i put all those potions in there too so. And uh, then he's got to have the ability score. And then let's see what the other fine print is here. And then it wants your caster level to be equal to the uh, the spell's caster level. And then that will have no fail. But if you're lower level, make a caster level check. DC equals the scroll's caster level plus one to cast a spell successfully. If it fails, you get a wisdom check DC five to avoid mishap. In this case, natural ones always fail. So, what, level 10 ranger? 11. 11, so 6. Yeah, Sirius might be a little iffy 
what caster level is that, John? For which one? Uh, serious, cure serious. Um, do you mean the the scrolls, the cure? Monitor? They work at well, no, like or cure critical, serious. Sorry, critical. critical. It it uh, they're um, made at the base. That's level. Find it's them. level four. Okay. Is, uh, cure critical. Is that what I wanted? Caster level, not the uh, spell level. So spell it's level. A fourth level spell. Was that like six, seven? Am I? Seven. Yeah. So eight. <laughs> I am at exactly my maximum light load. Nice. After putting in my spell book. <laughs> That's how I run all the time. What is your light load? 43. You got 10 pounds on me. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. Although, yeah, if I got rid of my rope, then I'd, I'd yeah. be there. I quit carrying my rope was how I had to do it because they're just too... Yeah. That's something I'm going to have to go pick up. Yeah, usually the rope and the shovel I keep in bag of holding, so I'm usually running about 30. But that rope of climbing we picked up is weighs less than my silk rope, so I'm able to take that, give me 60 feet of rope. Probably don't need more than that. Yeah, I'm going to uh, find some couple hundred feet of rope if I'm able to. Oh, yeah, okay. you can find as much rope as you want. Put it in the bag of holding. <laughs> I think we already have it's almost in, uh, a thousand feet in it's there. It's in John's. Oh, is it? Yeah. And honestly, you never know when you need a thousand feet of well, rope. That's true. I, mean, I think we used, we had some when we were going through that that like membrane, you mm -hmm. remember? And we had a crazy rope contraption. Maybe it wasn't crazy. It was just we were using a lot of it. Yeah, it was just getting sucked in. Yeah. Hey Brandon, um this this pink pearl that I had in my in the bag of holding, was that one of the ion stones? Isn't that what it was? Mm, give me a second. Is the I thought that it was it was a constitution, but because Shield of our neck our um, neck piece, we already have an enhancement to constitution. Uh, let me check. Hang on. Yeah, I thought about taking one point of strength just for the extra pounds. Mm. Yeah, because I think it's like ten pounds or something for just the point. There was a while there that, uh, like, I had three points of strength damage from one of our combat, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to put every non-essential item I had in the bag of holding, and just wearing my basic equipment put me at mm -hmm. within like a pound. Yeah, no, if I get any strength damage, it's all over. <laughs> you just upstep. Yeah, I'm just gonna crawl into the bag of holding. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we have something in there that like creates wind? So you might be able to survive in the bag of holding with that. But I don't... Or no, uh, my, my ring is the thing that, that creates wind. Yeah, that's one of those weird ones, though, because like, like to create wind, there needs to be oxygen in the bag of holding. Yeah. Pot potentially. Like the ring, I guess, right. could generate the oxygen itself, too. But I mean, you're in a vacuum. Well, it's not, though, right? It's got atmosphere. It's just no oxygen. Heck of high note. I mean, Let's I could out. have some other gas in there. I wonder if you could like blow <laughs> yeah. wind into it and... John, it was the Constitution Iron Stone. So just keep blowing, like exhaling, and so it'd be filled with what, CO2. Can and... can you put that Ion Stone on your rock? Yeah, they can use magic some magic items. There you go, John. I mean, it has to be something. No hands required. Well, right. I mean, like you could get, uh, you know, a saddle. You could do, um, you could do little bracelets would work because mm. you know they'd fit on it. Um, so anything that 
that you can convince me you can conceivably put on the rock. Now, now that they're intelligent enough, I think they could use ironstones too, because you could explain to them, you know, what they're supposed to do with it. So, how much does rope weigh? It's uh, five pounds. For hemp is ten pounds. Ten? Silk is five. Because we had, um, I don't think we had silk, did we? I thought we uh, had my a... silk rope is in your bag of holding. There's sixty feet of it. Okay. Somebody could borrow it if they wanted the silk advantage. That's why I didn't. Uh, I think it's just easier for tying the use rope skill, tying knots and such. Yeah. Plus, it doesn't have a strength bonus to break. Yeah, it's harder to break. It weighs less. So, I mean, I guess it has a few advantages. Yeah. Lead item. There we go. Break DC's 24. Oh, yeah. Rations. So, any of the spells that you guys, uh, that I put in there that you guys didn't take, I'll, uh, put back in the bag of holding. It's one point harder to break. I might take that shield one if that's okay, if nobody else is going to do it. Oh, man, that might be one of mine. Though. Do we want to give that a scroll? To you can keep ion it. Ion stone to. Um, mm. damn, I can't remember anybody's names now. The, uh, the Minotaur. <laughs> no, Zeus. Yeah. Yeah. So mm. well, you guys it, know he's, um, he's pretty tapped out on magic. I, like he's, he's good on that front. Oh, okay. Uh, there's always mud sway. I mean, feel pretty, pretty crappy about giving, <laughs> giving my rock a uh, the ion stone. As one of you guys can uh, give it to yours if you want. No takers. Three, yeah. two. No, go ahead and keep the shield because I think I can sort of pump up my AC a little bit with being defensive. I I'm guess just, you can too. No, I'm just looking for it. <laughs> I keep missing it. It's right at the bottom for me. The scroll. Oh, on the the party sheet. Are you looking? Which one are you looking for? I was looking in my inventory because I think I got one in there, but that might be. Well, I think all well, who put that in there, Fenris or you? I might have accidentally dragged it. Yeah, it looks like you put it Take in the party it. one. I can just uh... Eagle Splendor. You like that's Eagle the, Splendor? That's the Wisdom one, right? Charisma. Oh, is it? I believe so. It's Owl's yeah. Wisdom. There's a. I was just looking at one of those rogue talents. There's one where if you gives you a bonus to slide hand so you can conceal your dagger, right? And then when you make the sneak attack off of it, you deal max sneak damage. Hmm. No roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this would give you um, what seventy six a, a plus four to your charisma uh, for uh, what is that um, like two minutes. The Eagle Splendor. Yeah, I think the only thing it would help me with is bluffing. No, if you take yeah. the disguise self one. Oh, right. That's you could use too. it in conjunction with each other. Well, I would like to go the improved faint route, but I think I need to start. You'd have to go through combat expertise first, and that's intelligence 13. Yeah. And I'm at 12. I mean, I guess I could do it. It's like 13 or 15, something like that. Um, the two black ingots of unidentified metal is what they were making their armor out of. I'm sorry, what's that? It's what they were making their armor out of. The elves, the elves you guys en- encountered, the savage ones. Yeah, if the dwarves are still here, um, I'd like to see if they know what it is. Okay. Yeah, we can get to that. But all right, so you guys are um. Going through all your stuff, getting your gear sorted out, whatever. And as you're doing that, it takes some time. And the uh, 
now we're getting to pretty much dusk and uh Graham Graham roll let me do it let's see Graham let's do well we'll just do that all right so you uh Graham you just happen to you know reach into your pocket and realize there's something in there that shouldn't be well I'll pull it out and so when you do um you're you're certain that's not something you put in there it's just a um uh a, there's two of them okay two stones uh, completely unremarkable looking nothing special about them they're just rocks and um but yeah they're in your pocket somehow do you have an inkling of what they are from like uh rope training cuz i know there are some rope type tools that i haven't um really no used. it doesn't doesn't strike you as one of those. Hmm. How did these get here? And then, uh, Ron, mm-hmm. same thing happens to you. Like you reach in your pocket and you pull out these two stones. As you guys look at them closer, you can see very tiny, ever so faint, uh, uh rune is etched onto them. It's, it's easy to miss. It's hard to see, even if you know it's there, but. Okay. Um, I'll cast Detect Magic and inspect them. Okay. Yeah, so um, you cast Detect Magic, and you're looking at these, and you do pick up a a moderate divination aura coming from them. I'll go to Casimir and say, Casimir, um, do you have the ability to identify magic items right now? I think I was having you do it all. Yeah, I think I did quite a bit of it, but... No. Uh, I apologize, Rohan. All right. I suppose I'll have to do it in the morning. Let's see. So you, yeah, divination aura. It's moderate. And uh, there you go. So you find those in your pockets. Anyway, um, so it's about this time that um, Folwan comes bursting into the home, clearly out of breath, and he screams, the village is under attack. And he says, um, "The, the village green. Okay. <clears throat> Might be the ones coming from the forest, right? Yeah. Yeah, although they were quite a ways out. I'd be surprised if they made it here that quick. They have potions, although, spells, scrolls. Maybe they were doing something. And there may have been some out there that we were unaware of. They did come from that direction when they attacked our home. Well, I guess Riven's still ready to go. Is she? Was she healed? I forget. <laughs> she was mostly healed from I myself. believe we did that last time. Yeah, okay. But yeah, I'll... I'll jump on Tempest as well. Yeah, and fly towards the green. Okay, the rest of you? Well, are we all in the home? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm just not going to make assumptions. Yeah, I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, so I'll head over and hop on as well. All right, so uh, Graham and Rohan, you both have two unidentified stones in your inventory for when you get it Im- identified. They're in a pouch in my trousers. Actually, I'll need to change that as I hadn't uh, readied uh, Fanaro, so I'll just grab my oh, gear man. and start running. All right. As, <laughs> as we go, I'm going to toss the uh, spade and shovel that I was carrying because those stones put me over my, my, minimum, <laughs> my light load. So, yeah, as we walk towards the birds, I'm just going to throw a shovel off, off my, over my shoulder. <laughs> yeah, with the time... It- <laughs> takes to get mounted and then take flight uh, Fenrith you 
You might beat them there or get there at the same time to the village green. If I ran? Yeah. I mean, it's not that far away, but you don't have to yeah. mount. Yeah. Since uh, Fenaro wasn't ready to, to uh, I hadn't prepared uh, to fly out at all. It was all just, like I said, it we, running down that way. Weren't they already? like it, Ours were. Ours were, okay. Yeah, they remember they had gone to the beach. They hadn't gotten their birds prepared. Okay. Okay, so you, the three of you are going on your birds, though. And Fenrith is on foot. Yep. yep. Okay. <laughs> All right, so as you step out of your house and you run for your um, for the rocks, it is now um, dusk, the latter part of it, almost dark. And uh, you hop on them and you take flight. And Fenrith, you just run right out through the gate and down the path and... Uh, you know, the village green is next to the um, council hall, but it's, you know, down a ways in elevation. But from the village green, you're already, you're seeing lights. And then there's other lights you're seeing in the village from people's homes. But as you, when you guys had come back and you were doing your recent activities, you just happened to learn that the village green was being used now for some uh, people to live and while houses are getting built. Um, and so we'll put you guys on the map there. And then um, Rohan and Casimir and Graham do some spot checks for me. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so let me get, so we've got Riven and Tempest and Jire need to be on here. And so we'll put, let me get this. Really need to get some sort of dragon sphere for these birds. Maybe like a barding, barding of dragon sphere. Mm -hmm. Well, now that they're intelligent, we might be able to find something else for them too. It would be kind of interesting to see a bird with like a crown or a helmet on it. Mm. Might be a uh, helmet, maybe. Something yeah. you can strap in. It's cooking now. Yeah. But now I got this image of, of like this giant bird with just like a regular human helmet, like <laughs> tied to its head. <laughs> All right, so there's the map, Fenrith, and then we'll get the rest of you guys on here. So we'll do. Found my scrolls of shield. I'm hoarding them. Uh, they weren't <laughs> in the bag of holding for some reason. So if you wanted some more, <laughs> I think one will be. I'm not sure. You didn't force anything for me, so. Not yet. Hang on. Okay. And. Graham by Gyre. And I have two shields prepared. But yeah, I, I, I made a bunch of those because we were going to go ghost hunting. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, now you guys are you know right at the edge of the village green and you can see there's tents and campfires and wagons and there's people there. Um, and I'll put the enemies on. So you can see coming from the south is where... Um, the enemies are approaching where they've come into the green and um, let me put them on here. So you've got, you've got where a category. Man, imagine how much, uh, how much grosser <laughs> some of those world wars would be hitting a rock with AA guns and it might as well shoot a whale. I mean, they're bigger than most whales. They cause such a mess when they got to blow them up. <laughs> Well, uh, squadron of rocks flying over, dropping bombs and getting hit with. <laughs> well, I was kind of thinking like it. I don't think it'd be a whole lot messier than 
like blowing, yeah, blowing up a bomber in midair. Like if you really bloodier blow it apart, you're gonna get human bodies raining down on you. And yeah, in but, addition to all the me mechanical parts, but a rock is like a, a couple small whales. Yeah. It's a lot of blood and guts. It is a lot of feathers. But no, it it makes me wonder how, like when you really did have bombers like getting taking direct hits and exploding, like that would just be raining metal debris and oh yeah fluids and and yeah all over the place okay all right so you guys can see those now mm -hmm. all right so roll initiative oh ooh, 12 okay so we'll move your possible and then put riven at i don't see the uh height stuff anymore did it, it get changed in a uh hang on I'll, i think i need to turn it on again all right so why can't we see that? Let me go to the options here. Maybe I can just certainly. No, I'm not seeing it on there. Yeah, that, that's Ribbon's name. <laughs> okay, token height indicator. So we'll do, there we go. We'll put it on, it'll be on the bottom of the token and then it won't change until you change it. So you hover over your token and do alt and then scroll in it. So we'll put you guys at say 60 feet to start with. And that'll bring us to Rohan. So um, your your move first, you and Tempest. Okay. So is it easy to distinguish this human? Is it the human mage as kind of the leader of their yeah their group? All right. Um, I'm going to. Where's your? Are you Tempest? Oh, you're Tempest. Um, so I'll fly Tempest over the top of him. So that's a full 160 feet that he can do. And as I fly over him, I'm going to cast Blindness Deafness on him. Always a good one. Show me targeting him. Yeah. All right. So I hate when it makes it disappear before it casts the effects. All right. So um, you cast that. So DC 16, fort save. Put the effects on. Well, he didn't roll yet. Well, here, I'll fix it. Okay, so... Okay, one second, let me... And is that in your spell list, or is that off of a thing? That's in my spell list. Okay. Let's try... What level is it? It's a second level. So I guess that would have been his check. Oh. Where the hell even is that on your... Uh, very, very bottom in my wizard spells. Oh, right. Yeah, I forgot about... Yeah. Okay. So, let me make sure it's set up properly, so... Yeah, I just 16. had to click on the save button rather than the cast button. Okay. To make him roll his save. All right. <clears throat> okay, so you cast that, and let's see. Um, all right, yeah, that'll work. So you cast that, and we'll put those effects on him here. Or wait, do is, is it both, or do you pick <laughs> you pick one? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in this case, I'll do blinded. Okay. Take that to do. That. <laughs> Okay. All right. Uh, anything else for you? No, that'll be my turn. I can't move past Tempest, so. All right. And then uh, that's it. So Casimir will come to you. All righty. Uh, Tempest will. Oh, nice. That's working. Fly to there. Uh, face towards the goblin to the south. And uh, what is it? We got. Is it a five foot? move penalty for turning so it's not too bad hmm. 
what was that, 130? And then drop down about uh, 40 feet. What is it? Yeah, about 40 feet. Okay. It brings you down to 20 feet. Mm-hmm. Are you going to do the superhero landing? No, I'm not getting off this dang bird. No. <laughs> I want to see a superhero landing. Anything else? Uh, mm, uh, Yeah. Yeah, she's done. Okay. All right. So, yeah, the goblins, they all take aim and fire. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that one automatically misses. Plus. Yeah, so that first one takes aim and he, um, he goes to fire, but there's some sort of malfunction and his musket explodes and deals... Yeah, so it explodes and sends shrapnel and fire over the two goblins close to him and uh, does quite a bit of damage to him. You can see the blood dripping off of him. Um, <clears throat> the next one fires. It's a hit for 15 damage to Riven from that one. Oh. And then the next one. The next one hits as well and does 11. Okay. And then this last one. Take a shot as well. It's a hit for 11 damage. And that brings us to you, Graham. Okay, I'm going to fly Gyre over to where that sniper's posted out, unless he's hidden. Well, uh, you can see him. Got ghillie suit. (laughs) Yeah, so that'll be a double move to get over there. I guess I'll angle down, so I'll drop down 20 feet as well. Okay. And then for Graham's part. I will stop it. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, I'll take, uh, I guess I'll pull out my wand of magic missiles. Okay. And I can't remember, are we using an action to direct our It's like birds? a free action, the guy oh, with it? knees, right? Okay, I guess I can shoot at him then. Pretty sure that's how it works. There was a time I knew all those rules and then realized that I actually couldn't be doing any of them because I had a longbow. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because well, I was mounted. Con- is that the dang halfling in your one of your other campaigns? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to target him, but I put my bird right over him. Oh, you can target him on the mm-hmm. combat tracker. I don't have uh, any of the enemies on there. Yeah, there they are. <clears throat> yeah, we'll shoot out a magic missile. Give you my use magic device. Here is the missile. All right. Yeah. So you shoot two mi- missiles and they snap into them and uh, do nine damage. <clears throat> Anything else for your turn? No, that's it for both of us. Okay. We'll change. Okay, that brings us to him. You can see that um, you know, from this close, this guy, <clears throat> his his weapon seems to be the same sort, but it has a different look to it. And um, let's see, what he'll do is Okay, yeah, so that's what he'll do. He'll, you can see him dart back into the trees there, <clears throat> but he also takes a shot at, uh, at, uh, Gyre. And so when he raises his, his weapon and fires, you, you actually hear two shots ring out. Got an elephant gun. And both of those hit for 13 damage and 12 damage, respectively. And then Fenrith, that comes to you. So you can see this battle taking place all the way over there now. Uh, well, I think you can. I mean, you can see some of it. I can see the goblins, right? Yeah. All right. So I will uh, use my uh, domain flame strike on 
the four goblins there. It would help if I have them targeted. Yeah. All right, go ahead and do damage. All right. So um, this pillar of fire and holy energy um, appears out of the sky and slams down over the four of those. And when it um, when it dissipates, there's just blackened, twisted, melted ruins of former goblins left behind. And then I'll move uh, 20 feet up. I uh, get the sense that this Empire's goblin death rates are probably pretty atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, so far... It is now. What is it, like, you've seen two explosions out of how many goblins? Maybe about 12? I mean, you get these things lined up, you probably start a chain reaction. <laughs> All right, so this mage, um, you're, you had blinded him so he's like got his hand out one end out and his staff is waving in front of him and you know he's shouting something but so is everybody else so you're not sure what it is he's saying exactly but um you do see a bright flash around his torso and then he sort of steps out of existence uh which i mean anybody who sees that would recognize by now as like a dimension door sort of thing So, so he disappears and that brings us back to you, Rohan. <clears throat> All right. So um, Tempest is going to circle around this way. Okay. And then, yeah, kind of continue up and around. And as we circle around this sharpshooter, I'll um, unleash a full volley at him. Now do a spot check for me. Okay. Okay. So that's my fault that if you want to, Start over, you can't, but you can't see him anymore. Oh, so I... Um, I didn't... Let me set this up properly here. I didn't set up this tree properly on the line of sight thing. So he's actually hiding there? I mean, he's... Yeah, underneath these these particular trees are... Like, the leaves are very thick. Okay. You know, it's like real thick palm trees. <clears throat> so even as I, like, head kind of north over there, I still can't see him at any point? So, um, all right, so here's what we'll do. So, yeah, you you can't see him at all, but you're flying around over this direction, and you get to here, and then we'll do, and then we'll take that spot check, and let me do, let me look at something here. Because I saw Graham attack him, and then... Yeah, like you definitely and, know he's over there in that direction, so yeah, we'll see if you can see him from here. No. Okay. Um, so from here, you can't see him. Um, you know, he must be behind one of the tree trunks or something. Okay. I'll keep circling and see if I, if that mage <clears throat> is anywhere locally or, and continue to scan for this sharpshooter guy. I wonder why that's doing that. Oh, because I'm the game. Master. Okay. All right. <clears throat> so you continue and then. Yeah. And... Casimir. All right. I don't see or hear anyone else, so I'll uh, have Riven, uh, I don't know, uh, start climbing and kind of flying forward. Okay. So, uh, what is it, half? We'll go We'll go 40 up and 80 south. Oh, come on. Well, yeah, 80 south will work, and we'll, yeah. Okay. And that's my turn. All right, so from your vantage point as you gain altitude there, um, do a spot. All right, so you can't see anything. It's too dark anyway now, but Riven does say that um, that she can see 
figure slipping into the water on the beach. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'll give her her uh, her lead or whatever. Okay. Let her go after him. All right. And then um, that's you. Then Graham. Okay. So this guy disappeared out of sight, or can I still see him with a spot? Yeah. Roll a spot. Yeah. You can still see him. He does have partial cover. Okay. Well, I'll fire another uh, magic missile at him. Okay. Oh, shoot. Okay. Good. All right. So, yeah, you can see like part of him because he's, you know, taking cover behind a tree and two of those missiles slam into his shoulder. But I'll have Jire hover there for now. Okay. All right. So he will, he's going to fire off two more shots at um, Jire and both of them hit for six and 12 damage. And then um, he melts deeper back into this copse of trees here. And that'll bring us to Fenrith. So Fenrith, um, you've, uh, you moved forward a bit last time. Yep. And uh, you can't see any more enemies up ahead. <clears throat> I mean, you can see your companions. Um, forgot to put Casimir with that. Oh, mm-hmm. there we go. Is I'm going to just continue into the the square is I'll let them uh, cover from the air, but I'll stay, I'll make my way into the middle in case somebody, something else starts to try and come back in. Okay. And there. And then back to Rohan. Okay. Um, still don't see any enemies in the field, so I'll circle as I climb higher. Okay, Rohan, make a spot check. Need to make a spot check to find my spot skill. <laughs> All right, so you don't see that um, that rifleman, that sharpshooter, but um, you do happen to look just in time to see that mage um, appear in those trees. You know, right next to a tree. Okay. So where is he? Oh man, that that was close for him. That or he got junted. So he is. <laughs> um, well, it'll take too much work. You can just target him if you want. On the okay, um, how far away is he? Uh, so you guys are sixty feet up, and he's thirty-five feet away. Okay, so about a hundred feet. Yeah. Okay, that's still within one range increment. So yeah, I'll I'll do my uh, full volley of arrows at him. Let me give him. Uh, he does have partial cover, and that doesn't count for you. So okay, go ahead. All right. Oh, uh, one auto miss. Yeah, but the others hit. Okay. So just like the portion of him that you can see ends up being like his hip. And, uh, you know, so three arrows all stick into his hip at the same time. Um, and you can see him <clears throat> jump in surprise. Part of me hopes he's still blind. So he, he's just standing there and all of a sudden. I don't see why he wouldn't be. I, I yeah, don't... I guess he's only had one round. So, yeah. Okay, Casimir, your turn. <clears throat> All right, so I see stuff or figures slipping into the ocean at right. the bottom of the cliffs. Yeah, so that's what um, Riven had said, and so oh, you yeah. keep right. going that direction, and it's just too you know it's too dark now, and you don't see what she was talking about, but she says they've gone underwater now, mm, and okay. she says it was at least twelve. All right, mm. and um, okay, so that's what happened for you. Graham, you, you roll a spot. Okay. All right, so you can see. 
both the mage who has now um, he's got his hand on the sharpshooter's shoulder and you can see them both well I'll stay on the sharp sharpshooter then I'll fire off another missile okay two more blue darts streak from the wand and slam into the shoulder of this sharpshooter anything else um no that's it I'll stay hovered there all right Fenrith you're not seeing any more enemies. Yeah, I'll just continue to make my way in another 40 feet. Okay. I am firing tracer rounds, though. No. <laughs> yeah, well, technically, yeah. <laughs> Do about as much damage as a tracer round probably would, too. <laughs> Follow him. I'm All just right. trying to get the... Uh, so, Graham, you can see um, you hit that guy with your missiles, but then that mage is... The the top of his staff starts to glow and then they disappear. Like they, they it's that same effect where it looks like they just walk into nothing and disappear. Right. You want them to go on your list again. All right. So then you know all the people had been running away. Um, Fenrith at this tent nearest you. There's like three elves that are laying on the ground bleeding. Um, they were they were shot and you can see you know someone. Just trying to help put pressure on the wounds or whatever. Are we in kind of free roam mode or yeah. are we still going? Okay. Yeah, I'll go over to them and uh, is it, are they, I guess I'll do a heal check to see if they're still amongst us. Yeah, they're still alive. Oh, but okay. They're, Good. They're, but not for long. All right. Um, I will convert three level one spells into three cure light wounds. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, you're able to get them healed, so their lives are saved, and then people start coming out from where they were hiding behind wagons or inside tents and looking around, and they um, they get close enough to thank you, heroes, for saving them. And um, you can hear muttering like people like where who are where did they even come from, and when are they going to stop attacking us? But um, that's that's what you guys hear in that situation. And then, um, like, when you reach the point where it's like, okay, time to leave here, um, that's when, um, let me get it, that is when, Graham, uh, oh, there it is, okay, uh, Merlarla is your oldest, the oldest of your younger sisters, Merlara, sorry, she comes running to the green and, uh, you can see that she's wounded, right? She's in her um, nightgown because it would have been time to get ready for bed now. And so she's got some, you know, blood in her gown. You know, it's torn. She obviously, like you can see leaves and twigs stuck in her clothes and in her hair like she just ran through a thicket to get here. Um, but she comes running into the clearing and she's crying. Then she doesn't, like... She didn't know you were going to be here, so she's just running here because this is where people are. But you can see her crying over there. Whose sister is this? Graham's. I'll, uh, since Graham's flying around right now, I'll uh, move up to her and ask her what's wrong. Curry favor with the rogue that's always <laughs> threatening you. <laughs> Remember that time I healed your sister, Graham? <laughs> All right, yeah, so you go up to her, and she's once she recognizes you, she you can see... Um, the hope on her face, but she says, uh, 
Mama and Dada and the uh, Kamara were taken. Diversion. Was taken by who? By people from the ocean. Were they people or actual machines? Was so you're not able to... Show me where and all. <laughs> that's all. That's it. That's all you get out of her. She's <laughs> pretty much in hysterics, and she just keeps repeating that the, the, the house was attacked, and they took her mom and dad and her sister. Let your 1920s I'll, investigator uh, out, John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I don't know if you'll know what this is, but uh, I'll use my ring to cast uh, daylight into or above the square here or the uh, green and try and signal you. Okay. Yeah. I think I saw her run out I'll, too. I just. Yeah. Graham I'll saw burst he's not it even, and then. He's only 20 feet above the ground. Disable so. it. <laughs> Perfect. I'll do it 20 feet above the oh. ground, <laughs> burst and disable <laughs> or dispel. <laughs> oh no. If he's that close, then yeah, I'll, uh, I'll just try to shout up to him that uh, she says that somebody took your, your parents and uh, you had another sister or is it a brother? Whoever the sister. other kid was. Sisters and mother. He's got two sisters, yeah. a mom and a dad. And as they mom took and your dad sister and, and youngest sister or have been taken. As they flew into the ocean. Or I guess, sorry, they dragged them into the ocean. Well, I guess that means I will my bird around to head off in the direction Casimir was going. Where you had you went to yeah, the ocean? Towards the towards the beach. As okay. all uh, also tell them that we need to gather everybody in the village and see if there's anybody else missing at this point. Who are you telling that to? Um, just anybody that's nearby. Tell them to start going and gathering people. Just tell okay. everybody to come to the to the green so that we can do a head count. Okay. And if uh, Rohan ends up coming back, I'll uh, let him know what's going on, but ask him to do aerial support around the green until we get a head count. Yeah. I'll kind of already be circling and scouting for any enemies. <laughs> Quit telling me what to do when I'm already doing it. <laughs> no, he's got to tell me what to do when I'm doing it. That way it looks like I'm following his orders. <laughs> well, I was just hoping that you didn't uh, uh, streak off after those two and leave me here alone. No, he just shouts random orders in random directions and... You start gathering to... people. Rohan, circle the area. <laughs> like he plays a really He's good like noble. Hundreds of feet up. <laughs> That's true. Remember Bashir? Yeah, yeah. Like John plays a really good noble. Just orders a bunch of people around and expects it to get done, and it usually happens. Yeah. Um. All right, Graham. You will. Um. You rock around. Start gaining altitude. Going off after the direction that Casimir went. And then, you know, as you get, you know, about 20 feet above the trees and turn that direction, you can see the bright orange, uh, a bright orange glow against the night sky, right, right where your parents' house is. Okay. Well, I guess I will probably stop and check there first. Okay. Do you want to land or are you just going to fly over it? Um, let's start with flying over, see if anything Jumps out at me. Hover right by it. So you would gutter the flames. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, as you fly over it, you can, you know, as it comes into view, it's engulfed in flames. Um, it's spread to the barn, which is sort of connected to the house. Um, the part of the house that's not on fire yet, it's like the front 
and the porch, and you can see the door is like inside the house, hanging by just a tiny bit of hinge. And uh, you can see from your angle, and especially with the light that's com coming from inside, uh, three bodies in the living room, three goblins that are dead in the living room. Nice. Good job, family. <laughs> they all have one level of rogue. We all know how to sneak attack. It's a family tradition. <laughs> Just gather around the uh, other family members you don't like and sneak attack away. Well, uh, so my sister just said it was the other, my other sisters and mom. She didn't say anything about dad. At no. least that I heard. No, it, yeah. Just everybody? Mom, dad, and the Oh, other sorry. Well, the... Yeah, everybody but her. Okay, well, that's a lost cause at home. So I'll proceed on to the beach. Okay. All right, so, um, yeah, you had that direction, and you can actually see Casimir now. So you pull up alongside him, mm. and, um, you know, what he seems to be looking at is uh, where you know it gets deep. Right? Everybody knows where the deep point is because there's the docks where everybody keeps their fishing boats. And uh, just, I mean, south of that, uh, about maybe 100 yards, it, it's like a scar in the world that goes deep because, and it, that, that, ca that chasm is only about 50 feet wide like to the east of it. And the West, the, you're only talking about 20 feet deep for quite a ways, right? The ocean's pretty shallow for quite a ways, but this one section that stretches like unnaturally straight to the South. And as, as it goes, it widens out. Right. But that's um, that's the area that they're looking at. Yeah, I'll sign to them uh, that Riven says 12 went in. About a, or a dozen as well, I guess I'd say. Yeah, I'll give them my information that uh, they nab my family, maybe others. What's the plan? Are you just going oh. to go in or are we going to? <laughs> well, I was supposed to, or I felt the pull this way anyways, to actually go beneath the waves. So I guess maybe I'll be starting that. Perhaps this is where we part ways then. Casimir, do a will save for me. Alrighty. Uh, where is it? Yeah, so Casimir, um, like obviously this is a serious situation, but uh, it just becomes now impossible to stop. You're continually looking over um, towards the west and... Um, you snap your head back, but then you just find your you just find yourself looking that direction right. again. So uh, yeah, I think we were already kind of heading that way anyway. So <laughs> I'll sign like uh, elements protect brother type thing to you, and I'll wheel my uh, I'll wheel Riven towards the south, uh, towards that uh, area by the cliffs. Right? Okay. Uh, west. West. Yeah. South. South. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, west from where you are. Okay. Oh, we're like at the lower, lower part of it. Yeah. Straight shot. Okay. And then, um, Graham. Well, I'm not going to be able to take Jire mm -hmm. under the sea. So <laughs> I can try until you try. <laughs> so I think I'll have to head back to where we park them. Okay. Don't and you have like water breathing that yeah. you can cast indefinitely on them? I mean, or I over and over. <laughs> I could, but. I think a big old rock kind of makes my specialty yeah. uh, useless, so I'm going to go uh, put them 
at home and and then I'll head down that stairway out to the beach. All right. So do you have so you go land and you put him away or her away. Do you have um, all of the things that you want to take with you? Yeah, like Rohan had to ditch the shovel. I had to pull throw out two rations. Somebody snuck stones into my pocket. And um but yeah, I'm good to go. Last second as we were heading out to the birds, I shoved a scroll a teleport. <laughs> Use it just in case. Right. <laughs> um all right, so you don't go back into the house. I guess I'll leave a note. Okay. Yeah, I'll just leave it there on the our dining table. They took my mom and pa. All right, so you go in there um to leave a note and then you yeah, so you hear a um like a a rapid thumping and uh sort of like a screeching sound hmm. coming from upstairs. Well, my hackles go up and I'll get into a stealth scrap uh crouch and start moving. Okay. So you make it up the stairs, and as soon as you round that second flight, you can see a flashing light coming from that storeroom. And as you go up further, you can see that it's that pedestal, that um, that gnome mm. pedestal. It's shaking. <laughs> it's drawing me to it. Yeah. So this is far more important than my mom, Pa. <laughs> um. Anyway, what that shriek, that screeching sound is, is you can see it's printing out paper okay i'll go uh is it just like continuously doing it no it's just one one slip about the same size as the prophecies yeah i'll go see what it says okay so this one doesn't have the normal message on it um are we intercepting empire commands (laughs) hopefully (laughs) this one has like a drawing uh very well done drawing of that stone you found in your pocket the two stones and uh and then it basically has, it says, um, send, sending stone, and then it explains its purpose. Your friend, B. B. Hmm. So what does a sending stone do? Is it just a way to communicate? Yeah, pretty much. I'll uh, identify it for you. Um, yeah, so, you know, you can give the other one to somebody, and then once per day, each of you can send a message to the person who has the other stone. Okay. Okay, so I guess I'll have to make sure I get that to Fenrith then before I start my mission. Okay. Probably right. best he knows where Casimir went to. Okay, and then um, Rohan, mm-hmm. what do you do? So I'll be kind of ever increasing my circle around the the green of the village, keeping an eye out for anywhere they may be coming in or trying to flee from. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, so as you're circling up there, um, looking around at the village and its perimeter and the surroundings, you get this uh, powerful sense of hopelessness at just how many different directions they could come from. Mm -hmm. And so you just, you know, as you're looking at all the different ways they could come in, you're finding it um, very, very difficult for a... for a person to guess which direction and you just keep feeling, but you're also f- still feeling that pull yeah, towards the North. Um, one thing I would like to do is during our week, we had set up like a, a pyre or something that we could set on fire up on the mountainside that would uh, signal outlying villagers 
to come back to the mm-hmm. the village. Yeah. Um, I'd like to swing wide on when I'm in that direction at some point and, and light that. Okay. Yeah. So that's definitely something you can do. It, it's like full dark now, but, Which um, perfect for it. Yeah. So it'll set off real, real nice. Uh, Fenrith, what would you like to do? So everybody has been streaming into the green and the mayor, um, approaches and she asks, uh, what's going on. I mean, she can see the twisted blackened goblin bodies now. Um, but, uh, she looks to you and asks what, what's happening. Well, my Lord, <laughs> the mayor, I mean, people are starting to stream in because you, you told those people to go gather everybody, but so people are streaming oh, in, but the mayor comes up to you and asks, what's, uh, what's going on here? As we were I'll uh, I'll pull her off to the side so we can hold our own council and just let her know that, uh, the the group that we uh, parlayed with earlier uh, and scattered came back and attacked the town again as the goblins and um, look like maybe some humans. I didn't get a good look at, at uh, the ones that fleed. And then uh, Graham's, some of Graham's family was taken. So we're gathering everybody to get a head count, figure out if there's anybody else missing. Okay, so she's like um, appropriately horrified at the idea. And by this time, someone's come running in and saying, you know, uh, forget it. You, Graham's dad's house is burning and there's no, I can't see him anywhere. I can't find him anywhere. Um, but now you're starting to hear other people say, I, where's this or where's this person? Where's that person? So um, it becomes apparent. Uh, pretty quickly that Graham's family wasn't the only one taken. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'll spend most of the time doing is, um, is, you know, assigning people to take down the names of those who are missing. Okay. Um, and then just, you know, making sure that, that, uh, we're, if that militia is, is still in town, um, I'll send them out to search, uh, some of the the houses of the people that were missing as well. Uh, see if there's anything else that they could find. Um, yeah, or so are those on fire as well. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> I don't you. care if it's burning. So yeah, it's actually as you're saying that um, uh, Nazus comes stomping into the green, and he's got um, a, some of the militia following behind him. He's um, stomping forward. Fully dressed for battle. You can see some blood splattered on his breastplate. Um, he's got his this enormous axe in one hand. And in his other, uh, he's got um, a human. He's dressed in that sort of like camouflage type of stuff like a, the sharpshooter had on. And he's just holding him by his head out in front of him. And that human's like kicking his legs and fighting uh, to pry Nazus's fingers off, but it's no good, of course. And he strides up to you and the mayor and uh, just unceremoniously drops that human and then plants a foot on his back, you know, as one might, you know, put their foot up on a stump just to have a nice conversation. And you can see he's fighting with all everything he's got, but he's powerless. And uh, Nazus says, the cat, uh, Militia and I had a little fight um, just down the trail right into the forest and uh 
He explains that there were more, but they're all dead now, but he managed to catch this one. And he says, well, we've got to be careful because he tried to kill himself rather than be captured. So, And he looks down at the uh, the captive who's still struggling, but he's also like doing his best out of the corner of his eye to get uh, you and Nazus into his field of vision. And uh, Nazus uh, hefts his axe and says, I think I'll chop off his hands so he can't take any poison. And you can see the panic in his eyes. Um, and of course, the mayor, she doesn't, she uh, immediately, she's like, please, there's no need to be doing that. But uh, we can get someone to bind him and search him. Yeah, uh, I don't so think we you, need to go to those extremes just yet. But I like where you're coming from, Nezus. <laughs> so then that um, that human, let me make sure he's got, yeah, he starts talking. Um but it's difficult to make out what he's saying. It's definitely common, but it's just such a weird accent and a weird cadence to it. But, you know, it takes a few minutes, but eventually you pick up what he's saying. He's saying, I'll die before I talk. You're all going to be dead soon anyways. Do whatever you want to me. Uh, I serve the emperor. So he's saying stuff like that. But uh, There'll be time to talk. Don't worry about that. As uh, I'll reach into that bag of holding, though, and pull out some rope. As, okay. Uh, is there, is there a uh, fisherman that's close by who's really good with rope? Because <laughs> I don't want to take the risk of of uh, messing that up. Yeah, no, that, the militia has their own. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. As, uh, so they put them in some I'd manacles. say we should... Uh, trying to think of the, the mo- one of the more secure places in the... Uh, that uh, the temple had some underground rooms, didn't it? Yeah, you just don't feel like. I don't know if I want to profane that that yeah. place though. But uh, what about the the uh, hero house? Does it yeah. have anywhere where we might be able to hold this person? Yeah, there's tomorrow? the barn that would work, and the here inside the house. There's, I mean, you could put them anywhere. Hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll. Uh, because we'll need some of the militia to help keep watch on him, and uh, I'll I'll get him to talk tomorrow. Okay. So um, Nazus, he, um, you know, once they pack him away, Nazus looks to you and says, "No idea how many of them there are out there, but they're very aggressive. I can't imagine they plan to leave us alone. What's the plan?" Well. As uh, we need to start fortifying the the town, as you know, it, it may not be realistic to fortify all the way around the town with the time that we have. So we need to have a defensible position where we're still able to fit everybody in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the around the green might work, uh, but I would like to include some of the buildings. Um, yeah, the temple would again be a good idea, but. In the event of an attack, it's going to take people a while to get there, as we might even have uh, have to set up multiple defensible positions just around town, uh, almost barracks or forts, and we need to start training more militia. Okay. As well, there's some things that I can also do, uh, again, tomorrow, uh, that will that'll at least stop, uh, make it so they have to they have to walk in in order to get in here. All right. Well, I'll get started. There's a wall 
that has been started along the lip of the cliffs that down into the bowl. And that could help if they come from that direction. Most likely direction, I think, will be from the northeast where the paths are that lead from the new forest up to here. And then, of course, there's the ocean. I don't think a lot will come from the west. There's nothing but hills over there, but we'll still have to watch it because they could scale up from anywhere along the bowl forest. Yeah, uh, I would say that we need to start uh, start getting a wall up, even if it's just a, an, uh, like an earthen you know, rampart for now. Bunch of spikes um, in the ground. All right. Well, I'll, I'll get to work on it. But someone, um, someone better think about uh, all of the farmers out in the out in the farmlands, and uh, someone's going to have to go let them know. Were the Probably farmlands about. the same direction as the forest? Yeah. So where the for- the farmlands are just to the east of the village, but. It became a forest. It, it okay. should be somewhere yeah. around there that I uh, light that pyre up on the mountainside that should notify the entire valley. So here, um, I'll share. This is an old map of the island of Cradle. Mm-hmm. So you can see where it says farmland. That's now forest. And then up um, where the forest on this map ends there. All of that blue is now forest as well, and it goes on for, well, nobody knows, but Rohan's been up there and seen that it stretches to the horizon. Okay, then, yeah, I'll I'll let him know that, uh, you know, Rohan is, I know that he's going to be heading out that way, as uh, I believe he also set up that uh, uh, signal mm-hmm. as well. All right, so Nazus nods, and he starts um, shouting orders, and then he takes off, and is. You know, he's a minotaur, so he's really fast. Um, and the militia's struggling to keep up at a full sprint behind him, but he goes running off shouting orders. Um, Casimir, um, you, you have taken to the sky and, um, you can see the light from the village below you, but, uh, everything else is blackness. It's sort of a cloudy night, so you're not seeing a lot of stars or moonlight. Um, but well enough to see the, um, the terrain underneath you as you fly west along those rocky cliff areas. And um, let's see, what did I say that was? That was like 25. Is that uh, feeling getting stronger? Like, the is it honing or homing in or? Yeah, it, okay. f- it feels like um, you're going the right way. Okay. And so you're flying off in that direction and uh, you'll go for quite a time. Um but eventually, as you reach around that point that I have that marker on there, um, looking down, it's you know a, just a blanket of shadows and blackness down there. You can't make out features, but then you see the unmistakable pinpoint of a of a campfire down on the ground there. Hmm. Uh, I'll start lowering or having Riven kind of fly lower. Okay. But uh, still, kind of like I want to get close enough to to see which if there's any one around the fire i guess i'd probably be able to do pretty quick mm-hmm. don't have to get super low yeah there is one person um seated on a rock in front of the fire um and he's clad in a robe and the cowl's pulled up so you can make out no details just that there's a person in a robe in front of the fire 
And as you get closer, you can see that this person has a stick of some sort with which they're poking the fire lazily. But that's that's all you can see. Oh, and then do a put a will save in the tower for me. Okay. Yeah, so that's what you can see. All right. Um, I'll have Riven. Am I feeling any of this uh, pull from that? Yeah, I mean, it feels to you like that's right where it's coming from. All right, yeah, I'll have Riven land maybe about 100 feet east of it, and I'll make my way on foot, tell her to take to the sky again. Okay. Yeah, so you come to a landing. uh, Riven brings it down softly and um, kneels down so you can hop off. And uh, she gives you a little playful nudge as you um, start moving away, and then you can hear as you as you go towards the west, towards that fire. You can hear the rush of her wings as she leaps into the air again. All right. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I'll. Uh, I won't make any attempt to hide myself. I mean, my armor won't be lit up, but okay. that's because there might be other stuff out here too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do have dark vision permanent seed, so I should be able to kind of make my way semi-fine or fine. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're not in danger of like tripping or anything. So you make your way along and, um, you know, down here on the ground, you could see the glow of the fire, but, um, the fire itself is blocked. There's boulders everywhere that are enormous and stuff. But as you get closer and you move around a boulder, you can see the fire and you can see that figure seated there and uh, just lazily poking the, fire with a stick it it doesn't turn to look at you i mean it hasn't turned to look at you yet uh i'll walk into the firelight or at least the shadowy part of it okay all right so graham what's your plan well so you left your note no i was gonna try to catch up with fenris okay yeah so you find him easily enough you know he's dressed in the glowing bright white plate armor down on the green giving orders to people. Yeah, I'll, um, I'll say, Fenrith, I'm going to have to go out into the ocean. Uh, Casimir traveled west on his bird. Out of your sight. Out of your sight. <laughs> <laughs> and take this stone. We can communicate with each other once a day. Thank you. I will. I will uh, is there any word that uh, activates it? Or is there yeah. any distance? Yeah. That it's just a command word, which was okay. Easy enough. So. I will, I will send you, uh, send you reports. Is it, is it just between me and you, or is it all of us? Yeah, just me and you. Okay. So I will, I'll make sure to send you updates. As uh, remember that you have that, uh, that potion vial if needed as well. What potion vial? For recall. Oh, right, yeah. right. Okay. To, gotcha. to recall back to, to my bedroom. Okay. All right. Well, I'll, I'll bid you farewell then. Just be safe. And uh, I wish you all the luck in retrieving your family. Fenrith, I managed to infiltrate the underwater base without <laughs> drowning. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, Rohan. So you've lit the fire now. It's shining brightly. Where are you now? So I'm going to start winging towards the northeast, <clears throat> see if I can get out near those farms. And as I head that direction, I'm going to keep an eye out for the unicorn. Oh, okay. All right. And you're headed towards the farms? Yeah. Yeah, give them a 
So you hopefully you warn them that they're going to need to travel with care as they head back towards the village. Okay. All right. So you, um, you're flying over that thick forest now, the new forest, and you're keeping an eye out below for the unicorn, but you see nothing at all. Okay. The, the trees are far too thick for you to see, except for in a few places where there's, you know, a clearing or some spacing, but you don't see any thing or anybody. But when you do get to a farm, and this was a single farm, um, you can see, I mean, there's no light coming from it. It's like they turned in already. But from your vantage point, you don't see any sign of a disturbance. Okay. So this is the middle of the night now, right? Yeah, pretty much. It's just after midnight. Okay. I'll look for a place that looks like a suitable place for me to bed down for the night. Um, like at this farm? Either at the farm or in the forest nearby. Okay. So um, none of the forest nearby has enough room for Tempest. Yeah. So you could land like in the pasture or at the farmhouse or whatever. Yeah, I'll probably um, land in the pasture and tell Tempest that if she wants to go hunt, then meet her in the morning. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you land and she takes off and then you look around and you're in this pasture um, and then the thick wall of trees on all sides of it the hills to the back of it. If they have a barn, then I suppose I'll sneak into their hayloft. All right. So roll a spot as you approach. Okay. Okay. So it's now as you get out of the pasture and you're closer to the house that you do see signs of a disturbance. Mm. Uh, Do a track. Okay. Or survival, whatever. Oh, nice. Nat 20. Nice. All right, so yeah, so here now, it, you know, as soon as you spot that, you know, you got a feeling something's out of place, then you start looking at the ground, and then it becomes, um, you know, like a neon sign that the people here were taken against their will. And, uh, you know, by the tracks, you can tell that they were dragged, kicking, and screaming off from here to, to the northwest. Okay. And then, let me make sure I don't do this wrong. But with a roll like that, you you can tell that this happened mm, an hour ago. Okay. So if it was just an hour ago, I'll uh, set off at a run in the direction that they were taken. Um, yeah, an hour ago, two adults, four, um, four small children, and one older child. Okay. Oh, plus ten bad guys. Look like eight goblins and two humans. Okay. All right. So, yeah, you take off running, um, and that, those tracks lead you northwest into the forest, into the, the thick forest. Now, can you see it? You're, you're, you've got low light, and what else? Just low light. Okay. So, you can see with the little moonlight you're getting, you can see well enough that you don't need to worry about slamming into a tree. Now, Casimir, uh, you approach... And as now you're close enough to see that the stick that this figure is using to poke the fire, it like disappears into the sleeve of the robe. Mm. You don't actually see a hand. And as you get closer and closer, no matter where you look or how, 
You just can't see into the cowl, but, um, but it does look up in your direction. And then it takes that stick and points at, uh, a nice, like almost, um, man-made flat stone on the opposite side of the fire from it on your side of the fire. And it points at that. All right. I'll, uh, walk over and sit upon the stone kind of cross-legged with my trident, uh, you know, cross my knees. Okay. Uh, so you sit there and then it takes that stick and starts poking at the fire again. And, um, when it looks up at you again, you can, now you can see in the cowl and it's not a face. It's a skull, um, looking at you. There are, um, two bright red points of light coming from the eye sockets. Otherwise it's a skull. And, uh, it looks up at you and you get, uh, a vision of an elf. Um, and you're, you're looking up at the elf as if you're being carried against its, this elf's chest. The elf seems familiar to you, but you can't quite, it's just fuzzy enough that you can't quite make out who it is, but you can tell that it's nighttime and this elf is carrying you across very uh difficult rocky ground and until then the elf stops and you can tell from this point of view that it's this elf is dropping you down a hole and as you fall you begin spinning lazily and <laughs> falling down into the blackness um so you have that vision and then you have a vision of um a uh, a door like a literal wooden door set into a boulder and you open that door opens and you look down into blackness, but, uh, and all you can see is a stairwell. And then you get a sense of a, it's hard to say how deep, but very deep, like a, uh, like a chamber with a round table and more, and then figures seated around this table. And they're not, dead but they seem frozen not quite like they're turned to stone but but something like that and they're seated around this table and uh you get another flash of a a spell book that you recognize that gets heavier the more you read it mhm and in this vision you're flipping through the pages and even though you've looked at this book before you get to a section that you don't recognize and then in that section, you get a uh, flash of otherworldly intense agony. Um, and then you blink and you're seated again on this uh, stone by the campfire. And you look up at the figure and it's looking at you. And then it just sort of crumbles to dust. And all that's left is a wooden stick next to a pile of ash or dust on the rock. Hmm. And uh, from there, you look up and you can see nearby a giant boulder that is um, no different from any of the other giant boulders, except for that there's a door on it. All right. I'll uh, get up. I'll take a quick look at the stick, make sure there's no uh, runes or anything etched into it. Okay. So this stick is a foot and a half long. And it's 
dimensions are like a wand. Okay. It's clearly made out of wood. It has no markings whatsoever. But as you look at it, it it strikes you that this is the most perfect stick that was ever made. Like if someone were to invent a, or were, were to build all the sticks in the universe, this is the mold they would have used. Okay. Um, now, you can't tell what kind of wood it is, um, but it's it's absolutely perfectly straight, perfectly symmetrical up and down its length. I'll take uh, I'll take it. I'll put it in the bag of holding or... Okay. Uh, and then I'll walk over to that door that's uh, on the rock. Okay. And walk in. Or oh, see if I can open it first. All right. So that's... I'll put the perfect stick in your inventory there. <laughs> Thank you. And then you can put it in the bag if you want. All right, Graham. <clears throat> or so wait. So yeah, Casimir, you go up to this door and it's the most unobtrusive simple wooden door that ever existed and it's got just a knob on it a brass knob and then uh you reach for it and it gives a squeak as you twist it and then the door easily slides or uh, swings inward okay and then in front of you you see blackness and a stairwell leading down all right and i go i'll close the door behind me if it doesn't close itself yeah it doesn't okay yeah so it gives this atrocious squeak as you swing it closed and then it's as it clicks closed it's way louder than it seems reasonable but always is <laughs> all right graham <clears throat> so you've found fenrith and told him the things you're going to tell him and then you head for the water yep even though it's middle of the night do what you got to do okay and you have all the stuff you want yes all right so you make your way uh, on foot, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you make your way on foot um, down the path that leads right, and it leads right by your house, which is still burning as you walk by. <laughs> um, from there, you continue east and south a little bit past the corral um, down the path that switch backs down to the water level, and then you walk through the sand up to the docks. And as you get to the end of the dock, you instinctively know exactly where this deep spot is. As you, as children, you all used to have, you know, you'd swim out there or take a raft out and have competition to see who could go the deepest or stay under the longest. You know right where it is. And so you stand there at the end of the dock. Um, it's dark. You know, there's not a lot of light out here. Uh, it's cloudy, so you're not getting a lot of moon or stars, but... Uh, for some reason, you have no problem seeing the surface of the water. Yeah, I guess to start, I'll just water walk out for a ways. See if there's, um, I mean, I guess I'll water walk above the deep, deep spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, see if I can, if there's some indication, uh, anything to draw me a specific way. But if not, I guess I'll just let myself sink below the waves and do what I always want to do when I, when I was a kid. And just walk straight into the water mm-hmm. on the bottom of yeah <laughs> of the the lake floor. Okay. Um, so the, the well, lake. actually, I guess I could do it this way because they had to travel from the beach, and I have some small skill in tracking. Sort of. Mm-hmm. What do you need? The survival. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I could see if there were twelve figures that walked down to the beach and into the ocean 
I could use that as my point and mm-hmm. then follow that plan. Yeah, and the end result is the same. That's where they go to. Yeah. It's right to where that deep part begins and then their tracks disappear. Well, then I'll just keep – I'll use um, sloping terrain as my guide. So okay. I'll just keep going deeper. Yeah, so, well, there isn't slope here. I mean, it goes str- – like where this scar starts, where it, you know that's what people call it, but it, it goes straight down. Oh, okay. So at this point, uh, you know, it's like a canyon, you know, 50 feet wide. Yeah. And it's just down. Nobody knows how deep it goes. Yeah. Well, I'll activate the uh, water breathing as well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and uh, I'll just start sinking down. Okay. Yeah. So the ocean pulls you close and whispers in your ear. And you start sinking into the black. And that's where we'll have to stop for the night. <laughs> nice. Hell yeah, man. Pick it up Thank again you. next week. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, bro. Blub. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, thanks. Blub, blub. Uh, good thing you remembered <laughs> to turn that on. <laughs> <laughs> Old Grammy would have just drowned. <laughs> This has been a Death Watch production. Thank you for listening.